Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett, Executive Editor of Blog Critics Magazine, um, where I also serve as the film and TV editor. Um, I am joined this evening, as I have been the last several weeks, by Jerome Wetzel TV. Hi, Jerome. Hello. Who writes for Blog Critics as well as Seat42F. And, and the TV King, I better mention that. Sorry. Oh gosh, and don't want him to be left out. He will be mad at me if I don't mention that. Yes, indeed, <laughs> the TV King as well. And um, our heart Chrissy, who is also our heart Radio, who is a blog critic's general hospital guru. Um, so welcome, Chrissy, who is not feeling well. Her poor voice is all hoarse and wretched, and. Um, so she's going to talk softly, so hopefully you'll all be able to hear her, but we don't want her to strain her voice. <laughs> and a little bit later, um, Meredith, who is also in the Seattle area, is going to join us in a little while, and I'll bring her on. She's actually in the queue. Cool. So um, a couple of little bits and pieces. Um, so I was at C2E2 this weekend, which was very interesting. Uh, the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. And that was really interesting, and it was three days, and it was, so it was put on by the same people that put on New York Comic Con. Oh, cool. And so, But it's a much more, whereas Comic Con in San Diego is much more movies and TV oriented, the real superstars were, are the artists and comic book people. Um, so Dark Horse was represented. I did a quick interview with Jane and Brad, Jane Espenson and Brad, um, um, Brad Bell uh, Cheeks. Um, and I actually had never met uh, Brad in person. So there were hugs oh, all around. Oh, cool. And it was lovely. I've met him several times. He in, he knew who I was immediately because we've Skyped, um, video Skyped. And uh, we did. I did a quick interview with them, like about six or seven minutes to see what's going on. And by the way... Husbands is going to be on CW Digital. So that was kind of a, that was kind of a, yeah that was really awesome. Um, and I actually took took a look at the comic book, which is a lot of fun. So that was really cool. So everybody go and pick that up. And that is published. The comic book is published by Dark Horse. Um, and I said to Jen, I knew she was writing last night's episode, and I talked to her on Friday. And I said, okay, so we got through this interview, and I said, Jane, Brad, I'm, you know, I'm going to not wear my Once Upon a Time writer hat and not ask you about the show. <laughs> she says, I really appreciate it because um, they were really there to, to promote husbands and really not uh, Once Upon a Time. So. It's hard. How did you not? How did you not ask her? I'd be like just chomping at the bit. I wouldn't ask. You know, I you know I was, and because she was with Brad, and because she has been so kind to me and so good to the show, and has come on the air. I just you know that was just not the venue. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I didn't do that. I interviewed. I interviewed the um, editor in chief of Dark Horse, 
uh, oh, cool. Scott Alley, who wrote um, a lot of the Buffy comics, as did Jane, write quite a bit of that. I just I met this the guy of uh, VTech, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, so I'm only going to call him VTech. The man who produced um, American Idiot, the Broadway production. American oh yeah. Who has a graphic novel coming out called The Fifth Beetle, um, from Dark Horse, um, which is about Brian Epstein. Hmm. Which um, was is kind of cool, but but I had no idea when I was interviewing this guy. He says, "Yeah, he says, well, my heart is in Broadway, and I've done." I said, oh, well, "What have you done on Broadway?" <laughs> so he's like, "Well, oh, American funny. Idiot. I produced American Idiot." I'm like, "Oh God, I feel like American an American idiot. idiot." I would have um, loved to have seen that. I love Green Day. Anyway, I do. So. I have I have American Idiot both the both the album and also the original Broadway cast recording on my wow, cool. uh, on my iPod because. Um, I really love the music of of that uh, that show. Um, so anyway, it was really a lot of fun. There were a lot of uh, superheroes and people. There were a couple of Game of Thrones people there. Um, there was Natalie Dormer was there, and also the guy that plays Mormont, who lost his life last week. Um, oh. Right, were there, and, but it was it was like four o'clock on Sunday, and I actually had to get back um, before then, so I wasn't able to go see that, but. Felicia Day was there, and um, it was it was very cool, very cool um, to see all that. So I had a lot of fun, and I'll be writing about that in the next few days, and as I go through all of this material that I got when I was there. Um, so um, actually, my husband put a very fun Facebook thing up today. Ooh. Said, um, okay, I have to find it. Hang on a second, because I actually have to find the, the thing. He said, TV prediction: Rumpelstiltskin will become the king of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wrote back. I wrote back to him. Well, it would be one way to get Robert Carlyle into Game of Thrones. I, I believe he so. should be playing. I, I think he should be playing Mance Raider to be honest, but, and then somebody chimed in, oh, to see what he would do to Joffrey. Yeah. And then I said, (laughs) oh, man, the carnivore. Although he is fond of turning people into snails. So I could just kind of (laughs) see, you know, Rumpel turning Joffrey into a snail and stepping on him. That would be, but then my husband chimed back in and he says, I forgot the second part of the prediction. He loses the Iron Throne when the kingdom rises up in revolt over frustration over continually being referred to as Deary. <laughs> That's, That's true. One of my favorite quips he does, though, is Deary. He always says that. I love it. it. He does. <laughs> um, and it, it's really funny because, um, yeah, because he's not, my husband isn't actually a fan of the show. <laughs> This isn't his thing. Um, it's, oh, just, it's just not his thing. And so he'll watch it from time. He's like, okay, how was your show? You know, with House, it would be, how was your show? I know you're going to watch it again, so let's watch it together. Oh, with, cool. with Once Upon a Time, it's, okay, so how was it? You know, with, <laughs> with everything you hoped it would be. And, um, you know, it, it most of the time is. It's not like House where I have to watch every episode 18 times. Yeah. Not as compelled as I was with House. Um, I confess, even the Rumpel episodes, which I like more than any of the episodes in Once Upon a Time, generally. Um, 
and yeah, well, not even the rumble, just you know, rumple. <laughs> even even you know anything even before um, Emily Duravin start you know joined the show, and uh, but but even then you know it was like okay I watch it maybe once or twice or maybe three times. Oh, I'm getting tweeted already. Hang on. Oh, who who is tweeting me? Um, somebody's tweeting. I don't know what they're tweeting. Okay, I'm just getting tweeted randomly here. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Um, Katie followed just followed me. Um, anyway, so um, so this week's show. So so you were telling me, Chrissy, that you liked parts of it, but you weren't crazy about it. Care to elaborate? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I'm kind of I don't I'm upset with this. I don't get this whole Tamara Owen situation. I mean, now apparently they're working for somebody else. I mean, my whole thing was that I thought that they, you know, he was looking for his father, and that was his motivation. Now he's he's got this technology that will block magic. In yeah. the big picture, I'm just kind of like, what the hell? Because I really feel like it's just unnecessary is my point. I mean, the idea, they need to keep on track. Like, I'm worried that they're going to bring all this other stuff in. It's just not going to be... You know, I, I I don't know. There was that. I mean, the two moments that I loved, of course, was the beginning with Hook seeing Rumple mm-hmm. walking with with Belle, even though it was Slash Lacey. Uh, and then, of course, the Maleficent thing. She scared the crap out of me. I don't know what she. Yeah. Did. <laughs> but, those, but, but the other stuff, I'm just kind of like, I understand why he would want to come and find his father, find his father, and this and that. But now they're kind of veering off, and I just don't know. Yeah. What uh, yeah. About it. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that Owen's dad was probably in, you know, with Nurse Ratchet in the hospital, but now I'm yeah, not that's sure. What was it? I'm not sure that that's where it's going. I'm not sure that – and and it was like, you know, I have one – it's like I put in my review, um, I have one word for that uh, anti-magic thing, nanobots. Yeah. It's nanotechnology. You know, they've got these nanobots, and the nanobots go in and they sort of eat up the magic. I mean, how does it do that? I was like thinking, oh, that's kind of a cool plot device for my novel. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, that's how he's immortal. That's cool. I can deal with that. Oh, it's cool, but like, I just don't think for what the show is and what it's been, and for the bigger picture of it all, that's not what this is all about. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like it's an unnecessary tangent because my hope is. Obviously, they're hopefully all going to get back to fairy tale land. Right. Their magic rules. I mean, yeah, they're going to end up probably in Neverland, but I'd say ultimately. So I don't see why for them to be working uh, for somebody else, A, just is ridiculous. I, I, I just don't see yeah. why. I don't know who be. they would be working for. Uh, I actually saw a really disturbing scene from next week's episode, and oh, I'm going to no. actually talk about it. Um, okay. They, the ABC made available, and it's available to anybody. Um, I think okay. on their site, on their uh, video site. Kill, yeah. If not, go on um, onceuponafan.uk, oh. um, which is Gareth Hughes's great, fantastic. Um, site. Hi, Gareth. Uh, he's probably way asleep because he's in England. Um, but they also have it. So I watched it this morning and actually there's a scene where um, Rumpel has his heel um, poised just above 
poor, poor Raphael Sparge's head. I mean, really? Archie? And and Lacey is just into it and then and then Balefire comes in and he shoves away his dad and says, What the hell are you doing? And and how you know, I thought you wanted to, you know, be you know, the whole thing was to be with me and, and, and here I've been in town and you haven't even tried to find me and 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 here you're doing this and boy are you a rotten person and oh like God. oh no What are they doing? Are they trying to make Ruggle? I mean like they're gonna I almost as if <sighs> to me is they're trying to make the fans just not like him. Yeah, but I mean what why? I mean, they have gold, okay? They really I mean not to be a pun, but I'm saying but I'm saying no, they have gold with, they, they with do. Bobby Carlisle and and with Emil and Emily and I'm just thinking, you know, I just don't understand. This stuff is just so unnecessary. I mean, obviously when Belle gets her memory back, she is going to remember all this other crap that he did. Yeah. Even though Lacey liked it, doesn't matter. I mean, I get that they need angst. I get that. Or, you know, we, yeah, but this isn't, to me, this isn't angst. This, is, this isn't yeah, angst. Yeah, no, it isn't. It's just, it's just complete evil. It's like, what it's, is, what, it's, I don't understand. It's meanness. It's meanness. And you know what? As 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 nasty as Rumpel has been, he's never been, he's always had a reason Right. He's had a goal. The, the, the thing with Rumpel is that he, he he works, he has a goal in mind, an end game, and he works to get to that. Everything that he does, all of the things, all of the, the, the curse, the whole thing has always revolved around getting back to Bay. Now he has Bay. This is like something that is totally tangent and has nothing to do with everything that they've done at this point to develop yeah. So what? What? Yeah. So so hang on a second. So so Jerome, you've been really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Um, no, I I don't. Well, first of all, I don't think Belle. I think Belle can forgive Rumpel, like I said last week, yeah. because yeah. you know she's seen him do bad things before. But yeah, I do see a change in Rumpel. Uh, but it was also illustrated in the flashback when he gives Regina the disguise because I thought his whole thing was that he, you know, everything was to get this curse in motion and he yeah. started it with all right. these players, but he's willing to let Regina get her head chopped off and not come to her rescue. And that starts to make me wonder what's going on there. Yeah. He it was like, okay, yes. Well, I called you and he says, well, I called you, but you could call me, but I didn't say that I would answer. Now he knows, I'm sure exactly what was going on he sees everything right right and so did he know that um snow was going to save her life or did he want to set it up that snow saved her life and proved herself to be pure and true and good he wants snow white to maybe he wants validation back in those scenes that snow white really is the true pure person that she is. Remember, he's got to create the potion out of true love and purity right. and goodness. Yeah. And, right? So the, so this potion only works if that's true. So maybe that's, although I'm wondering if that's like too subtle for what they've been doing lately. 
Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. Well, I don't really know why they're even going to do the Robin Hood last week if they're just going to make Snow White Robin Hood. Do we need, I mean, just fold it into right. her character. Right. Why do we have a separate Robin Hood? Yeah, I mean, she's really Robin Hood. I mean, we've got she a lot is. of people who could shoot arrows. She shoots arrows. Rumple is really good at shooting arrows. Um, you know, I mean, they get to show off their archery skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so why add that extra character into the mythology? I yeah. mean, we've combined fairy tale characters before. As soon as that bow light came across the square, I was like, oh, Robin Hood's back this episode? And then I was, no, <laughs> it wasn't. No. And, of course, we have Balefire being Balefire, and we have Balefire as Peter Pan. Yeah. He's not, they said he's not Peter Pan, isn't he? Oh. Uh, I thought he uh, was, uh, the preview, and I, I did watch the preview, made it look like he was not, made it look like he was oh, more really? like a John or Michael. Oh, that could be. That could be. Oh. Yeah, 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 that's right, because he found himself in the house. Yeah, he was he was watching Peter Pan grab right. Wendy. He wasn't he's Peter calling, Pan. He's calling after Wendy. That's right. Right. He's not Maybe Peter. Maybe okay. he's a lost boy for sure. Yeah, that that's been yeah. the prevailing theory. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's got an adopted family. Maybe that's one of his foster families was Wendy, and that could be. Uh, well, that he was obviously caught stealing there. So, um, yeah. But you know, the, other, the other thing that kind of there was it was kind of jarring this morning. Did you guys read um, the numbers report? I mean, the show dropped five percent. No, oh I, didn't. My God, I don't really? usually read the ratings. That sucks. Okay. It really. I'll That's tell you totally what the numbers tough. are. Hang on a second. I'll tell you what the numbers are. Hang on a minute. Oh, the numbers are. Uh, TV by the numbers. I always go to TV by the numbers. And ratings on Sunday. Once upon a time hits a low. Hmm. Good Wife Rises, Revenge Returns Up on ABC. Once Upon a Time scored a series low 2.0 in adults. Jeez. Oh, my God. 18 to 49, down down 5%. Um, So the numbers are during the hour, 8 o'clock. Okay, Amazing Race had a – everything was down, though, because, look, Amazing Race was only at 9 million viewers. Oh, that's that is love for that show. That show is usually you know, um, Once Upon a Time was at seven point four million viewers, and yeah, I mean, Amazing Race was only two point three. What 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 else was that? Oh, I'm wondering, was there like a big basketball game on last night? Wrong <laughs> person to ask. So, <laughs> I, have no I idea. don't know. Some big thing going on. I was trying to think what else was. Oh, well, Nancy with the Stars was on. I mean, that's. Oh no! Last night was Sunday. Duh, duh, duh. But what's? Uh, I don't yeah, know what's don't getting. Know. I mean, we have the season finale of The Good Wife at nine point one. I mean that. that oh, was, that was excellent. That was, but yeah, that doesn't get. But that's that not the same time. That's not the same yeah. time. Um, yeah, if it was, that's not yeah. the same audience. No, it's not. Well, and I'm worried. I mean, do you think that they are going to continue? I mean, like, okay, they are renewed for next year, right? That we don't know. Uh, they haven't been renewed yet for next year, I don't believe. Oh Lord! But it's pretty much it's pretty much a done deal. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me take a look. Hang on one second. I'll look in my magic. Uh, oh, the NBA, NBA playoffs. Yes, yeah. So I'm. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, the NBA playoffs. I knew that. Oh, okay. That's what I was watching. Well, that's probably. Well, see, and that's 
just that's just them. That's just the preliminary numbers. I mean, they don't even they didn't add the DVR the, the, the next right. day. So those numbers will that. go up. Those numbers will go yeah. up. Yeah. But that's yes. Right. So I'm thinking that that's probably got to be you know a lot of that's the um, the the NBA finals. I would guess. Um, to a certain extent, but that's you know that's that's not so great. I mean, gosh, um, I'm, I'm you know, concerned by this. I, I I'm wondering. I mean, are they trying to get the fans all riled up? I mean, but I think and there's there's no. I don't. I don't. I'm not feeling. Okay, this is the thing, and maybe it's because I'm not seeing the Tamara and the Owen thing. Is my, you know, it's like the, ten, I know they're trying to ratchet up the tension, but I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's just, it's so non-sequential in the grand scheme of what the, if you look, if you take a step back and you look at the show in its entirety and what they've done so far, it's just, I just don't understand where they're going with this. I mean, yeah, find the father, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why the, they dropped why it? They dropped it. They they he found Balefire and they dropped the storyline. Right. Why did they do that though? I don't understand. I, I mean, you know, here's the whole the whole impetus for the entire curse. And yes, I understand they want. Hopefully, they'll do something in the last two episodes. But to be honest, they've got so much else going on now in the narrative. I don't. I'm not confident that they're going to devote a lot of time to either Rumple and Bay or to um, Bell and Rumple um, because there's so much else going on with these new characters. Yeah. It's what they did at the beginning of the season with um, Aurora it's and Blonde. Is they, yeah. they really they pulled away from. The fundamentals, and they got lost right. in the other story. And the only thing that actually came good of it was um, Tiny, which was right. nice to see him. I mean, Hook mm -hmm. was already an established character, um, yeah. and um, Cora was established. And mm -hmm. yeah, so they came from story came from fairy tale land, but I don't think that the, that the story with Mulan and Aurora did much to foster no, yeah. that didn't really do anything and um, now you've got these ancillary characters I mean I would rather be seeing some of the core cast yeah. versus this I mean they, they, they've dedicated how many episodes now to this Owen character and to Tamara and they're just going they're not they need to bring them right and they're bringing them front and center again just like yeah. they did with Lon and Aurora you know I'm right. going to bring Meredith in, in the conversation if you wouldn't mind Sure. See what she has to say. Hello, Meredith. Hello. How Hi. are you? You're on the air with us. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Now we have, like, you know, got the uh, the the north the Pacific Northwest sort of weighted down because we got all these Pacific <laughs> Northwesterners That's on right. the air. It's like we're the we're the Midwest, Jimmy. Yep, we sure are. There's nobody <laughs> the East Coast. We're gonna tilt yeah, the whole well. country. Uh, so, Meredith, you were probably listening, hopefully, to the conversation. So what do you think of last night's episode? What do you think of where it's going? Well, I I liked it better than I thought I would because I'm, i I got to tell you that uh, with uh, 
Regina trying to think of blowing up the entire town, killing everybody, you know, I think at this point both she and Hook are very much beyond redemption. Yeah. So I was surprised at how much I actually did sympathize with her during the flashback. Yeah, you know, I I did sympathize with her. And I and I have to say, for the most part I actually did like last night's episode a great deal. I felt that as much as I've been bitching about this show <laughs> the last half hour, I'm sorry guys. I actually did like the episode. I thought it was really really well written. Um in general, I don't care for Tamara and Owen, but I do yeah. kind of you know, with the with the the, the episode was a lot about, and I wrote this in my review, was a lot about the cost. We talk about a lot about the cost of magic, but right. I think that this what this episode did was talk about the cost of hate and the cost of vengeance. And and Hook says it rather well when he says, you know, he's been his whole for hundreds of years now pursuing Rumpel. And and what happens after that? What there's just empty. There's nothing. There's nothing left. Right. There's just emptiness. And I thought that was a really profound moment in the show. I thought it was extremely well done. It wasn't overbearing. It was subtle, but it was really powerful. And um that really got me thinking and I think that framed for me, I think it framed the episode because it really was about what is, what do you have left, Regina, after there, you know, you've got your vengeance? And I think it's really telling too that when um, Regina talks to Henry and tells him all this stuff that she's gonna do. Yeah, that was crazy. But what I thought was the the, the poignant thing was when she tells him, "I have no one else to tell." Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's been shunned by everybody. That's what her hate has bought her. People love Snow White. People love, they don't even dislike, I mean, they're, they're, they they don't like gold, but they don't hate him in the same way they hate Regina, I don't think. No. Because gold has come through. Gold has come through for them, and sometimes without even any negotiation. He's just done it. And and he would say for his own gain, but I think out of the own goodness of his heart. Um, yeah. And and Regina and, uh, doesn't have that. Well, no, but I mean, like, look at what she she's plotting to kill everyone. I yeah. Mean, doesn't she take a look at this and go, hey, you know, maybe I should change my. Obviously, if she did something, started doing things that were good for people to touch, you know, to help other people and not be plot. I mean. She needs to take a look at that and go, what am I but, doing? You know, but look at her perspective. I mean, I think it was extremely telling. This, I agree with Barbara. I really like the episode, but I was more focused on the Regina stuff than the yeah. other junk. Uh, but it's so telling that she doesn't understand that it's wrong. Yeah. She thinks she's justified in all of these actions. Right. And right. she thinks just like she spills her beans to Henry because she thinks he'll understand. She right. really does think that what she's doing it is understandable, and so it's that disconnect that hurts her, not because she's right. trying to hurt others. She just right, doesn't right, right. understand. She is really disconnected, and in fact, there's a nice parallel to that in the first episode with Owen, where mm-hmm. she doesn't understand why, with his father disappeared, he's not willing to stay and let her be his mom. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's just so outside her experience 
Yeah, it's the same thing with uh, Hansel and Grell when she offered to take them in. Right, right. right. It's, it's exactly. really so outside her her experience, her frame of reference, that she's stunned and astonished when people don't understand her point of view and why she's doing what she's doing. Um, so so in her point of view, she's not evil. She's not bad. In her point of view, she's misunderstood. Well, yeah, but, but, but think about this. I mean, the whole scene, Snow White is willing to forgive her, right? The whole, right. They're back in, they're back in fairy, fairy tale land. And she's telling, him this, she's telling her the story about how she was saved and all that. And then, you know, yeah, she thinks everybody can be redeemed, blah, blah. Then she comes across all of the villagers that Regina said to kill. But she right. Still, how can you not put two things together? She doesn't think that you're good anymore. You have these people killed for nothing. Right. For nothing. But in her mind, so it wasn't for nothing. It was, in her mind, no. they broke the law. Because they deserved they what they got. Because they wouldn't help her. They wouldn't, they wouldn't come right. forward. But she's the leader. So, therefore, just by her position, they're supposed to help her. And I thought it was yeah. also really telling when she was um, arrested, when they didn't recognize her. Yeah. And here she was actually having the experience of walking right. in someone else's shoes. And even that but she didn't learn anything. But she didn't learn the lesson. Nope. That's the whole thing. Right. It, she, it, didn't, it didn't even resonate with her at all. It was just no. like, as if, okay, fine, whatever. But that's um, her old self again. Yeah, yeah. And, and so she's abandoned any pretense at this point of, you know, wanting to uh, to do better. Um, right. And it's weird because, in a way, so is Rumpel. He's also abandoned mm-hmm. any pretense of wanting to um, mine his his better self. Right. So he's just going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Well, he knows that Lacey gets off on that, though. See, he wants yeah. to I mean, his goal with that, though, in his crazy mind, too, is that, oh, yeah. well, she likes it when I'm bad. So she, so he's going to amp that up. Right, you know, which is sad, which is really right. sad. It is. It is. I mean, she, he's just doing whatever he has to do. He doesn't care about, you know, who that might hurt or whatever. And, and if, what happens if she does remember down the line? You know, he's not thinking about that. He's just thinking yeah. he wants to back. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he is, he is even as, as calculating as he can be. Um, he is also um, extremely impulsive. Yeah. That That's the Rumpel part of him because Rumpel Stillskin is impulsive. Right. As much as gold is calculating and calm and planning, I mean, look at the intricacy with which he planned the the curse. And as much as he can do that, and as mu- as long as he has lived, um, Rumpel is still a little boy. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's a he's a child, and in a lot of ways, he's very childlike and impulsive. So I love that juxtaposition between the two of them. And I and in a way, with Regina, you have this evilness, but at the same time, it's so interesting. And, and Lana Perea does a brilliant, oh, brilliant yeah. job of this in conveying mm-hmm. her complete bewilderment right. as to why people don't like her. Mm-hmm. And she's so, there's like a naivete in her. Well, a lesser actress, they, the layers just wouldn't be there. I mean, you right. can credit 
her a lot for yes. the way that character has been shaped. Yes. Yes, she's done a phenomenal, phenomenal job with that role. And she's really minded for and, – and just she has a look that when she's bewildered, when Regina is bewildered, it's almost as if – did you see the movie Prometheus? Not yet. No. I bought yeah. it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. It, it, Michael Fassbender plays um, an android in it. Mm-hmm. And, or, 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 or Star Trek Next Generation. Okay, let's go back a couple years. Data. Data. Okay. okay, and when he's bewildered, when he doesn't understand, when something is outside his base of knowledge, he he would get Brent Spiner would get this amazing bewildered look, and I always I loved Brent Spiner in that role um, because of that because he gave Data so many layers, and I think that Lana Perea does the same thing with Regina. She has this amazing sense of bewilderment, and I think that. And that disarms people who would hate her in the audience. It takes her away from the realm of being completely a hateful character and brings her back into someone who were like, is like, wow, she really doesn't. She really doesn't get it, does she? And no, that, I mean, no matter how dark they take her, I'm still rooting for her to to figure it out and come around. Oh, me too. I would like her to figure it out. I would like Grumple to get his act together again. Yeah. And, and not be so off the wall. I just, as I yeah. said, I was so, I was watching this thing for next week and it was so disturbing to me <laughs> that I was like, oh, I, um, I have something on that. Um, I guess you didn't watch it closely enough. It wasn't Dr. Hopper. It was Dr. Whale. Was that it he Whale? was uh, doing that too. Hey. Yeah. You know, the womanizer, you know, one oh, who lusts after red and, I was wondering why Archie would be hitting on, uh, you know, I watched it really quickly. I was on my way. I had heard um, somebody had posted something on my review that said she had watched the first eight minutes. And I was like, well, it's not on the media site. It must have been released to the public because usually stuff gets released to the press first, but this was not. And um, because there's nothing, I just looked on the press site, there's like nothing, there's zero, no press releases, no videos, no photos, no nothing about um, the uh, finale episodes. So I went and I I was on my way, literally, I was on my way out to do my my morning workout. Yay for me. (laughs) After three days at C2E2, going to punish myself by doing, uh, yeah half an hour of intense workout, not fun. Uh, but I was on my way out to that. I was like, okay, I'm going to take a look at it. So, yes, I, I that makes much more sense to me. I did not look at it. And I didn't even watch the whole eight minutes. I just kind of scanned through it. So I'll have to watch it more carefully as the day goes on um, or as the week goes on. I've got like a million things of writing to do right now. And, uh, you know, very exciting uh, stuff with blog, blog critics happening by the way guys keep your eye out mm-hmm. couple weeks Yay. you two got my email today didn't you oh yes ah. uh, so we have some very very exciting things happening at blog critics it's everyone I'm, I'm like i can't wait to tell people but we can't i can't because there will it, the official announcement will hit the media um probably in the next week or so and hopefully and um by maybe even a week from tomorrow, perhaps. <laughs> we'll see. 
Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're really excited. We're very close to um, having a new site. I'm so excited. Um, mm-hmm. We've been working on it for a while and uh, very excited. So um, so keep your eyes peeled on Blog Critics, everybody. Um, so okay, so I want, can we divert for one minute to a couple of other shows that I follow? Sure. So, uh, Jerome, uh, Jimmy, did you watch Game of Thrones last night? I don't know, if Chrissy, if you're watching it. No, I was caught up before last night, but I was watching The Good Life last night. Okay. I, so, yeah, I have so, no PR, though. Remember what I said about I was thinking that Jamie and Brienne have a thing going, maybe, possibly? Mm-hmm. Or at least yeah. that she has a thing for her? Uh-huh. Okay. So, in last night's episode... Um, they, they they actually finally come to a place where they can get some rest and Jamie can get his arm, uh, which is rotting away because it was cut off. And yeah. <laughs> an anvil around his neck. Um, and uh, he is seen by a, um, a disbarred maester. And uh, oh my gosh. so who, who uh, he basically says, well, the best thing to do would be just to cut off your arm entirely. Oh, that that's not going to happen. That's just <laughs> that's just not going to happen. And so they cut away the rotted skin, and it was quite graphic. And I had to look away, and it was quite oh, poor Jamie. And he didn't even want to. Oh, he he was offered some um some um um uh, some extract of the poppy. Ah, and he like on the tutors. Hmm. Like on the tutors, they were always taking extract yeah. of the poppy. Yes, right, which is basically opium. Um, yes. And he declined. He he refused. Yeah. He refused it and um, screamed, holy hell. And then, so in the meantime, Brienne is in a, a hot spring taking a bath. Uh-huh. And uh, Jamie comes in and mm-hmm. uh, decides he's going to use the same hot spring as she is, even though there are other pools. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually uh, passes out, almost passes out, and she catches him. Mm-hmm. And that's where that scene ends, and they're both disrobed. So I have no idea where this uh, is leading. But I really, uh, like, I really like the fact that Jamie has a thing for this for this Amazon-esque woman. And, um, yeah. I they really, have such great chemistry. I really hope they'd go there. I really do too. I I don't know that they are, but my goodness, they're naked together in a hot spring. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really liking Jamie. I, you know, I really am liking Jamie. Um, uh, other than that very first thing, like when he pushed Bran off the tower, everything else he's done so far has been sympathetic. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. from middle of last season on. Um, so somebody said, "Milk of the poppy is good for all that ails many people in Westeros." <laughs> um, I think, uh, absolutely. Um, and see what else? Um, oh, oh, the Hound gets into a big sword fight. Ooh, cool! I like him. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, gets into a big sword fight with a guy, and he cuts him all up, and he and and he and he kills the guy, except the guy didn't die. <laughs> so, what? His, his wounds are healing, sort of like Captain Jack, and I'm like, hey, wait a second, that's my main character in my novel, guys. Yeah, that's um, funny. So I was like, oh my god, he's Captain Jack. So, and <laughs> um, oh we were god. watching his wounds heal, like, because um, the Lord of Light has like 
distant. And, and there was also a phenomenal scene with Stannis and his wife. Hmm. Uh, that was her in a while. No, we haven't. And it was just a beautifully brilliant scene. And Stannis confesses to her about uh, the Red Priestess. And um, she already knew and was encouraging the thing. And actually, and but Stannis feels that he's wronged her. And, and, and Stephen Delane, who's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> what British actor isn't one of my favorite actors, guys? <laughs> um, well, there are a few. There, there are a few, actually. I, you know, I love them all. Um, not a big Kenneth Branagh fan. Um, mm. So I'm not a big uh, um, uh, Colin Firth fan. I know all the Pride and Prejudice people are going to be mad at me. Um, I'm not a big Colin Firth fan, um, but but I but I really love Stephen Delane, and um, he uh, he really sells that scene. He he really sells the angst of that scene quite well. But it was really the episode was was really quite good. There was a good scene with uh, Daenerys and uh, and Jorah, and it was yeah. It was a great episode, um, it, and, it, and it was one I hadn't seen yet because I had seen um, all uh, the first four episodes in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to tell people about a brand new series that's coming on to HBO starting May twelfth. Family it Tree. Family Tree. Um, it uh-huh. is by Christopher Guest, whose works have included one of my favorite movies, A Mighty Wind. Mm-hmm. And another one of my favorite movies, Best in Show, um, and stars Chris O'Dowd. I love Chris O'Dowd. I loved him in Bridesmaids. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's quite good. He's very charming. And yeah. Michael McKeon, who plays British, which is hysterical, because <laughs> I love I loved Spinal Tap. So he's <laughs> another Christopher Guest movie. Um, hmm. Michael McKeon, is that what you said? Michael McKeon, yeah. Oh, I love him. I know he's I great. He's, he's wonderful, and and all of the other um, like Ed Begley Jr. and mm-hmm. all those regular Christopher Guest regulars will be in episodes as they move along. Um, I've actually watched the first couple. I have the first four. Oh, cool. Um, and so I've watched them. I'll be doing an article about that next week in Blog Critics to pre- preview it. Uh, but they're half hour. It's a half hour um, comedy. I think it's on Sunday nights, but I'm not 100% sure. And uh, But, yeah, I think it's on Sunday nights. Um, and so I'm, it's after Vice, yes, because Game of Thrones is on at um, at, 10, at, uh, at 9 o'clock Eastern time and then at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time is by 30 to be family tree Eastern time. I'm like trying to switch from Eastern time to uh, <laughs> Eastern time. Um, also, also it was, uh, and again, from C2E2, I was walking around and I happened to pass the Fearnet uh, booth. And Fearnet is a horror, uh, cable horror station, movie station. Mm-hmm. And um, there, the Crypt Keeper was sitting at the booth. The like actual crypt keeper, like from the oh old HBO Tales from the Crypt episode moved uh oh, cool. T V show. And I said, So what is the crypt keeper doing here? And they said, Don't you know? We're re- we're running the entire series on Friday nights. Hmm. And I was like, cool. Oh my god. Because uh, I love Tales from the Crypt. 
Mine too, and so they Friday nights on Fearnet. If you have Fearnet, cool. check yeah, it out. You, I don't think I do, but I'm going to have to add that. <laughs> you have to call your cable provider and ask them to get Fearnet. Fearnet is my son's favorite, um, favorite, favorite uh, uh, network. So, um, so I have one. I have one kind of cool story from C2E2. Fun story, personal story. Um, so I, I called my son who's in college and I said to him, so what graphic novels and comics are you reading these days? And he said, well, he's reading Sandman, uh, Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. And I said, I didn't think Vertigo who publishes it was there and DC didn't have a huge presence and DC owns Vertigo or they're related to Vertigo. So I said, well, what else are you reading? And he says, well, I haven't read Buffy season nine because he's like a big Buffy fan. Mm -hmm. Um, So I said, okay, well, I'm going to be doing a bunch of interviews over Dark Horse um, on uh, on Saturday, so I'm going to try to get over there and uh, see if I can find Buffy Season 9 for you. And it turns out that I was interviewing um, Scott Alley, who's the editor-in-chief of Dark Horse um, Comics, and it also turns out that he wrote much of the second half of season nine of Buffy in the comic. Oh, cool. So I, he saw that I had it in my hand and he said, oh, you're buying this. And I said, yeah, my son is a big Buffy fan. I didn't have season nine. He says, well, let me autograph it to him. So, oh, that's cool. So I called him up and I said, Adam, guess what I He was really puffed. I mean, he was really, really happy to see that. And uh, so that was fun. And then there was another bit, and I'm going to tell this is the last bit from, from C2E2, is at Quirk. By the way, Quirk Publishing, their books are so strange. <laughs> you have to they, – they, they published Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. You're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And zombies. And yeah. um, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. Yeah. And they have something else that's coming out May 25th. It's called The Regenerist. And it is based on the premise. It, this is, it's based, it's an 1870 physician who is writing this. Uh-huh. And his theory is that we are all evolved from mythological creatures. Oh, and that the, that the that the freaks that would be in the Victorian sideshows yeah. were actually people who hadn't evolved completely from their mythological beginnings. Hmm. So that's, that's interesting. So the second half of the book is a Grey's Anatomy, and and anyone who's ever taken anatomy or been to medical school knows yeah. Grey's Anatomy, not as the TV show that takes place in Seattle. But as a, a textbook of anatomy, and it's like all these drawings. Well, the second half of this book is essentially a Grey's Anatomy of these mythological creatures. Oh, With the musculature, cool. musculature and the bone structure. Oh, no. and the, it's a very, very cool book. So I bought that for my uh, my scientist daughter. Yeah. Well, speaking of other shows that are coming out, I mean, True Blood starts, I think, June 9th, so I'm dying for that. I am so going to watch excited. it. I, I watched it periodically last year, and mm-hmm. it's so funny. It's like, oh, it I can deal with this kind of – because it's not usually my bag. Um, yeah. you know, I'm really not a big horror fan, 
um, that I was like, well, this is just funny horror. This is like Sean. Oh, yeah. It's campy. It's, but it's, it's good. It's, it's good it's, campy. It's zombie yeah. land funny, you know? It is. It's great. I was like, oh, my God. Well, well yeah, last year, Carolyn Hennessy that was on General Hospital was in it. So we did our trip. We did our True Blood, you know, premiere episode, whatever. And she came on and talked to us there? about it. Yeah, it was I mean, cool with so, the location shoot. Yeah, yeah. It was a location shoot in New Orleans, right off of Bourbon Street, all that. So it was very, very cool. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one more thing. I have one more C2E2 thing I forgot. So, you know the show Face Off? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the guy who won it? Oh, who was it? Who won? His name is, uh, I think it's J. Anthony Kosar. Oh, okay. He's a local boy, and I met him at C2E2. His parents oh, are cool. Blick Art Supply, Blick's Art Supply, Blick Art Supply, in Westmont, Illinois, and I was introduced to him by a mutual friend, and so we're going to do an interview. Cool. We're going to meet at Starbucks, and I'm going to do like a an interview with him. So cool. I'm really excited about that. So that'll be fun. I met his mom. Awesome. We talked mom to mom. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> that was fun. So I want to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Other shows. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna tell you guys that we're gonna do a uh, once upon a time season recap special edition of Our Heart on the 18th of May. Okay. It'll be like right after the season finale. So yeah. So I definitely want you. You guys can come on and talk with us. I would love to, (laughs) and we're we're gonna do our season recap the night after on Monday night as usual. Yeah. That's fine. Good. We'll have some cross pollination. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, so wish list for next year. I know that the season finales have not aired yet. They're going off to Neverland, guys. I guess. Hey. Storybrooke gonna like exist? Well, I hope so. they're gonna like. I hope they're not gonna get rid of it. They're not. I, I can't imagine they're going to. I mean, the show. To just take it all completely to Storyland, story or fairy tale land, I just don't see them doing that. Yeah, on top of which, uh, it would also mean the deaths of many, many, many characters, since you know not everybody is going to be going off to Neverland. Right. Right. That's true too. Well, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they do here. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, I, I gosh, you know, I just don't know. I, you know, I'm going to have to. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm I'm like it's weird. I'm not, I'm not like crazy like bananas excited about the finale, and I don't know why. No, I'm not because I I don't know. Last year I was I was crazy excited about last year. Last year they delivered an awesome finale. I hope they did. So good. Um, and speaking of finales coming up, we're up to the last. Three episodes or four two. episodes? Four. No, 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 no. I know two of Once Upon a Time, but of Elementary. Ah, yes. Ooh, I love the Have By the yeah. way, I started. I started watching it. I did episode three. I like it. Isn't it good? It's it gets, very there's good. Like, there's like in the middle of the season, it kind of gets really. It goes all procedural on you. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's like really any show on CBS. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? One, it's coming out of it, and the last episode did that. I really liked the um, the B storyline that had to do with Sherlock's one year um, off drugs, and 
Um, I thought it was a really poignant uh, statement that that he made, and just just how much it affected him that he actually slipped his first day in rehab, and that day that everyone thinks was his one year anniversary wasn't, and how much it was eating at him that he couldn't commemorate it because it, he wasn't it wasn't an honest year and. <laughs> Um, I just thought that just really, and, and that story, it's like, well, why is he so hung up on this? Why is he so hung up on this? And there was a real reason for it. And also um, the storyline, I thought, brought out a lot more emotion in Sherlock. And, and I really, um, oh, Katie says, elementary has been really good, uh, like the occasional nods too. And I missed the end of that tweet. Katie, I'm sorry. Uh, Conan Doyle stories, yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, and I am, um, I'm like, I'm like into Conan Doyle because Conan Doyle is a very big, sometimes very subtle, but very important part of uh, Apothecary's Curse, which is my, it's on its third draft, guys. <laughs> third draft. So Jerome, uh, Jer- Jimmy, and Chrissy, whatever I've given you to read, don't bother with uh-huh. it. <laughs> Oh, okay. You send this updated version. I'll give you fresh stuff. Yes, please do, because I still haven't read it, and I've been really wanting to. So fresh stuff with my agent's input. So, um, which is always fun. Um, She's loving it. She calls it fine writing, and I'm like, ooh, cool. Um, So yeah. So um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, uh, newsroom is back in a couple months. Like, I, you know, I keep thinking, what am I going to do after Once Upon a Time is over? But there's lots to talk about. There's always something. Always. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff coming up. So all kinds of good stuff Dexter's coming up. Dexter's going to have its final season. Yeah. Um, the Big C starts its final season tonight, and it's only going to be four weeks. They're going to be hour long. But I watched the first hour last night, and it was really good. So if you okay. like that show. About a woman dying of cancer. I feel like they, the first three seasons each dealt with really one of the seven stages of grief, and I feel like they're going to move through the last four in these last four hours. Interesting. I can't imagine it's not going to end with her dying, but yeah. I mean, it's going to be like a, a heartfelt, like they're definitely setting it up to be inspiring and sweet and not just depressing. Yeah, I would say, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a cable show, so... Who knows what they're going to do. They've killed off at least, like, one character every season. And they she does, like, see the ghosts from time to time. And the little lady who was a major part of the first season was back for this first hour. And I'm like, and they're talking about her dog who died and, you know, they were burying her dog for her. And I just get this feeling that they're going to have her go off with her deceased friends at the end. Mm, okay. Instead of just you know, passing away, sadly. But the first episode's a lot about, like, giving her, her son the best birthday he's ever had, and it's really good, if you like. Cool. Cool. I haven't really watched it. I haven't really watched it. You know, I'm I'm um, looking forward to Perception coming back on. Mm, I'm not so much. That yeah. first season was kind of disappointing. Well, Other than the penultimate episode. Yeah, the penultimate episode was really good. It was really good. Um, and, and hopefully they'll build on that. Um, 
Well, they did it for the finale, and that's why I'm pessimistic. I mean, I'll at least start watching the second season, but I don't know. What else looks really interesting come this new season? Uh, I want to see the dome. The dome intrigues me. Oh, yeah, that does. That looks pretty interesting. Oh, have you been watching Continuum at all? I, mean, I watched the first few episodes, and I the first episode I really liked because they were, like, in the future, and it looked really cool, and then they went back, and I was, like, grumbling about it was going to turn into a cop procedural. But I've watched a few more since then, and I really liked them. So I'm okay. hoping as soon as I get through these finales, I can catch up because they're going to start running season two this summer. And, oh, oh, one of the things that I, I told you, I said I wasn't going to say any more about C2E2, but there was a guy who did this enormous, like, 10-foot-tall chalk rendering of Revolution's main poster. Oh, cool. It was amazing. Revolution got renewed this week. Yeah. Yeah, so where do you, so how do you like where it's going? Um, I am a couple episodes behind, but... Me too. Yeah, I mean, I liked the mid-season finale, and the first episode back wasn't bad. I, I don't know where it's gone since then. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. My phone kind of faded in and out. Oh, no. So, which show are you asking about? Um, well, Revolution. Continue. Oh, on. yeah. I love what I love. It. I mean, actually, I, didn't, I haven't seen. Uh, I saw like half of last week's. Okay. But it's good. It's good. I mean, I, I guess this week I, didn't, I haven't seen tonight yet. But, uh, but of course, it's going to be interesting because. It's uh, Miles and uh, what's his name? The other guy that's really cute, the villain guy. Anyway, their their love comes to their the, the woman that they both love comes into play. Ooh. And so yeah, Ooh. so it's gonna be a little freaky. It's gonna yeah. be interesting to see what they do with that. But I like Miles. I don't. I, I like really Billy Burke. I never saw Billy Burke in anything before this, and I think yeah, he's he really. Was, he was on Twilight. I this actually like, love him in this, Billy Burke. I think I he's too. great. He's dark, he dark and edgy, and this is, you yeah. know, this is catnip for me, um, you know, and he's really cute. I'm sorry. I know, I know. I love him. Well, I like the other guy, too. God, what is his name? Uh, I can't think of the villain. Um, it is. He was on the cape. I was upset when they canceled the cape because I loved that show. Oh. It wasn't it great and then they canceled it, but the guy that the lead was he he's in Revolution now as the bad guy. But uh mm-hmm. but yeah, but I mean this quest to go turn the electricity on, that kind of is a moot point. I mean the right. whole point of the show is that they don't have electricity, so I'd rather they keep it right out that frankly. Right. Well so, we thanks. are we are, we are, we are just about out of time, guys. We got a minute to go. Okay. There's so much, always so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, so you, Dexter. Sorry? I would say Dexter, too, coming Dexter, up. Dexter, right. And Defiance, anyone seeing that? I really love the pilot. I, and I just haven't. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. finale time. I'm trying to catch up on I the know. other shows. I know. Well, thank you, Meredith, for, for dropping by. Um, yeah. May I speak with you uh, for a minute after we're off the air? Sure, absolutely. Um, thank absolutely. you. Um, and I want to thank Jimmy, Jerome Witzel TV. You can follow him on Twitter at Jerome Witzel TV. And our heart, Chrissy, Chrissy Christine Piccolo, can fo- you can follow her at our heart radio on Twitter. 
And you can follow all three of us at Blog Critics at blogcritics.org and just look us up. And uh, wow, it's been another great hour. And hopefully, mm-hmm. you guys will come back next week and we can deconstruct the first part of um, the season two finale. And mm-hmm. uh, and talk a little bit about the other shows we're watching too. Okay. So cool. thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you, Thank everybody, you. For, for tuning in. Have we'll a good see. one. You too. <laughs> see you next week, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, Meredith, are you still there? Yes, I am. Hi. Uh, you said on your uh, last show last week that you were going to be in the Seattle area in July? Yes, end of July. I was wondering if maybe I could arrange to meet you. Um, if I have time, maybe for a quick coffee, I'm going to be there with family. Um, it's my, da- my daughter's defending her uh, dissertation. But sure, I'd love to, to meet for coffee, for sure. Yeah, it's just um, I never got to meet Ebert. I drove through Chicago once, and I never got to meet him, and I would love to meet you. Oh, gosh, I'm hardly in the same category. (laughs) (laughs) Well, still, I would like to meet you. I really would. That would be lovely. Um, You know what? You can email me. You got my email address, yes? Yeah, I think I can find it again, yeah. Yeah, so feel free to email me, and uh, we'll figure it out. I know I, I want to meet up with Chrissy. I want to meet up with a couple of my uh, blog critics, writers, editors that live up in Seattle as well. So um, between all the, you know, everyone will will figure out coffees, uh, times for coffees for everybody. Um, Starbucks, I mean, there are plenty of Starbucks. So, okay, no problem. So, yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to be staying kind of up near the university. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that'd be great. I would love that. Okay, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, take care, Meredith. Bye-bye.